162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I am your co-host and darling Yankees fan, Mr. Andrew Gambardella Third, And joining me, as always, my best friend and co-host, the other co-host, the Red Sox. I don't know if you could call them darlings, but a Red Sox fan nonetheless, my best friend, Matthew Beal. Beal, how are you doing today? Boo. <laughs> Why am I Boo. getting that? <laughs> no, I'm I'm booing the introduction of Bo because he has not lived up to the expectation that is put forward for a Red Sox fan. Yeah, re- okay. the Red Sox have not been playing well, and no blame is to be put on a player or a coach or a manager or a general manager or an owner. The blame goes on. Matt Beal, because he just hasn't been rowdy enough at the games to allow the Red Sox to win. That has to be it. So, boo. Wow, you're booing yourself as a fan. I was just about to compliment you. You are a gritty, dedicated, and studious fan of the Red Sox. You know more about the Red Sox farm system than than anybody I know. Than Alex Cora. Yeah, I think you know more about the Red Sox farm system than every single player on the Red Sox right now in the major in the major leagues. Yeah. I really and, do. Uh to go along with that right there, I mean I might boo myself as a Red Sox fan, but as a Red Sox organization fan, I'm an awesome fan. I'm actually going to a Greenville Drive game where I will get to watch Nick York, uh Marcelo Meyer Blaze Jordan, Gilberto Jimenez, all the awesome players that are sitting down there in Greenville, I will get to watch them. And I'm more excited for that than any Red Sox game coming up in the near future. So uh, go go prospects. And uh, I, I'm excited to see them play. They are all balling out. So uh, it will be good. Yeah, that, that does sound – that sounds – And absolutely. maybe I'll watch a Red Sox win. 
Yeah, maybe you will. Uh, I think they can. I mean, it's a minor league game, so it'll probably be a toss-up. You never know. It probably depends on who's on the mound because usually there's a big discrepancy there in minor league games. Yeah, Um, that's right. So, one, I'm excited for you because minor league games are just – I mean, arguably even more fun because sometimes you go on the drink deal games and you can get, like, dollar beers or, like, $5 pitchers on those nights and, and like, $2 hot dogs, and you can fill your belly up till its heart is content and and still pass that for a very reasonable price. Yeah. I um, will not be going to one of the drink night games because I'm going on a Sunday, and, yeah, I know it's not the best deal ever. Um, and it's a weekend game and that's when everyone wants to go. But, you know, the thirsty Thursdays, the white claw Wednesdays, I can't go to those because I work. So, um, I'm going to have to settle for a weekend game and uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, three o'clock on a Sunday, it's going to be brutally hot out, but you can bet I'm still going to spend that $10 for a beer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a must at that point uh, in the heat. Um, but I, and this this weekend, this past weekend, I went up uh, to Bethany Beach, Delaware, to join my extended family on a vacation, and it was beautiful. High of like eighty five every day. I don't know if that's because I went three hours north of where I am. But... You know that had something to do with it. I hear up north it's usually a little bit cooler than uh, south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I take all of what I said back. I am not a weatherman as much as I pride myself on being able to sniff out the weather in in a morning and how the day's going to go just based on how I feel walking out the door in the morning. I am not a weatherman and I never have said that I am, but, uh, but you try. So yeah, I try. that's, that's I try. all that matters. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I throw it out there, yeah. but without further, I appreciate that. To further ado, after all of these introductions and minor league baseball talk, we are going to get into the bulk of the show today. The bulk of the show, every Monday, every Tuesday show, we talk about our Red Sox and Yankees. We talk about how they did last week. We talk about how we think they're going to do in the future. And presently, we talk about how we feel about them. So if you don't mind, Beal, I would like to take the lead, the lead with the Yankees this week. Yep, go for it. Now, the Yankees... I guess they would go two and five. They won a game. They they had seven games at home against three games against the Rays, four games against the Blue Jays. And I said we would go two and five. And we went two and five. Except in both series, we won the final game of the series to avoid sweeps. Now, that to me shows that there's a resiliency in this team. They were both close games where we needed big bullpen performances and big late game heroics with Donaldson on Wednesday night hitting a walk-off grand slam. I'm not saying that this team right now, they're playing some of the worst baseball in the league. Uh, I saw a stat since the All-Star break. I think it's also the Pirates that has the worst record in the league, let alone alone the division. Uh, the, The Yankees have been abysmal since the all-star break that let's put it at that, but yeah, they kind of suck, but there's a, but here, I think we're going to come to life. 
over. We got a road trip coming up this week. We have two games at home against the Mets to finish out the Subway Series. The Mets took both of the games at City Field. We're going to get one. We face Scherzer tonight, Monday night, and Tuesday night we get DeGrom. I'm going to say it doesn't oh, look miserable. like we're going to get either of those games. But for some reason, when the Yankees have been looked on as such underdogs and people, when some fans, some opposing fans kind of shed some pity on us just a little bit to how bad we've been, we end up performing well. So I think we're going to get one or two of the Mets. And then we go to the Athletics, one of the worst teams in the league. This is what we need. And me, this – I mean, this is what we need as a team. We need to rake. The bats need to warm up in Oakland. Frankie Montas gets to go home to Oakland, and maybe he'll have a pitching performance that echoes what we thought we were going to get out of him. I think we take three or four. It's hard to get a sweep in a four-game series. We're going to take three or four against the A's, one of two against the Mets, and we're going to go and finally have a winning week of baseball. We're going to go four and two this week. The Yankees are not back, but they're not completely gone. I have not lost all hope. As much as I was down in the dumps last week, maybe this is just because maybe I'm getting very – no, I'm getting caught up in things right now. You know what? My hope is still at a 1 out of 100. It's not gone. It's there. But because I predicted the record right from last week, I feel like – I'm confident in saying four and two this week. So go Yankees. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a big prediction there. Thank you. Thank you. And, and to shed some light on it, judge hasn't been playing very well the past couple of weeks. He's been carrying this team all year, but Ben and and guys like Donaldson coming up hot Trevino at catcher clutch hits. Glaber Torres still can't hit the side of a barn, but this team is still competing and not getting blown out out of many games. They're, they're still in the games. The bats are just not there. But the pitching staff has done pretty well. Now facing a lot of injuries in the bullpen, but we have a very deep bullpen. So we'll see how we fare. I think we'll be, we will be fine. And with 40-ish games to play, a little 45 games to play, something like that. I, I think this team can turn a corner and it's, and it's who's playing the best baseball in late fall. It's not who's be- playing the best baseball in late summer. So still a lot of time to, to end up playing tremendous baseball heading into the playoffs. So that that's my only ounce of hope in this team right now. That's, that's good that you have hope. Not everyone's got that. Yeah, I I consistently say it's the most dangerous feeling in sports because you can just get your heart ripped out. And I you know what? I stand by that because it's it's so it's so hard. It's not hard to be a Yankees fan. I mean, we got 27 World Series, but as me as a young Yankees fan, the past 12 years has been heartbreak after heartbreak. And this just looks like another season where we're going to win the division and come up short against the Astros and the ALCS, and I will punch a hole through a wall uh, or throw a baseball through a wall, something along the lines of, I won't do that. Uh, I'll cut to the chase. I won't do that. 
maybe maybe I'll get I'll buy like a poster board and try to punch a hole through it but I I don't want it I rent so I'm not going to do that uh, if it was my own wall I'd think about it but not I, I don't want to pay the security deposit down for that but Vio please take it away for the Red Sox before I go off on a long rant about already thinking that the Yankees are going to commit heartbreak to me in the playoffs all right um the Red Sox had a rough week. I mean, they weren't able to sweep the Pirates. That hurts. At least we won the series. Still not great because you lose the series to Baltimore, so ended up being 500 last week. Uh, I, I don't love it. I think Pittsburgh and Baltimore pair to be the easiest week that ha- that we have for the rest of the season. Um, I, I mean – yeah, it's not even really close. Like, we play Cincinnati, but we play New York that week. And we play Baltimore again, but we have games against Toronto that week. And it's just the the rest of the schedule is miserable. And so Pirates and Baltimore, even with Baltimore's winning streak recently, was probably the easiest shot to, like, get four or five wins under your belt over a six-game stretch. And the Red Sox kind of do that. Um, we stay at 500. We stay at those, like – two or three games that were under 500 um, ball overall. And we just can't seem to get back to 500 ball. And we're not making any progress on taking down the AL East or working our way into the wild card. It's just not happening. Um, And I don't really sense the urgency. There's only a month left. And so, I mean, if it doesn't happen this weekend, this week, it doesn't happen. So, I do think the players know that we're going to see if they play like it. But as of right now, I'm expecting, I, I think, a two and four a week. I, I mean, we play the Rays and we play Toronto. I don't think we're going to take either of those series. I, I think we're going to take one from each. You're going to take one from each? So yeah. can can you spell it out for me so I don't have to pull it, pull teeth what what is the record you're predicting for this? Week? I I said two and four. Oh, I, I I'm so I'm so sorry. You're good. I, I, you're good. Yeah, my it's ears. it's really painful for me to say that, and it's uh, it's been a pretty miserable stretch of baseball. Well, I do apologize for having you repeat that. You know, it's I, I forgive you, but I mean that's the meanest thing you could have done oh, to a sorrowful on, Red Sox I'm fan. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm messing. So sorry. I, I, it's, uh, I genuinely did not hear you say it the first time. I, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I said it kind of quietly because I was a little upset. Um, I, I'm working through some pain right now and I'm trying to recover from a sorrowful baseball season. But, uh, I, I mean, we got to be realistic at some point. We can't keep predicting sweeps. The Red Sox are playing um, the kind of baseball where you can't win against an AL East team. So, I don't think we're going to take either of the series, but we're not playing bad enough to get swept by both teams. So one and two against both, two and four overall. Okay. Bad baseball. Yeah. Just bad. You can't lose in front of the kids, man. We played the Little League World Series Classic, and we lost in front of the kids. They are now Baltimore Orioles fans, and they're going to be miserable for the rest of their lives because they're Orioles fans. And all you had to do was win, win for the kids, but we couldn't. 
No, you couldn't. But it was cool to play some games in, in Puerto Rico. That That's something I, I haven't. I, is that the first time that they did that? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's cool to say that your team was able to experience that. And maybe that'll that experience and uh, bringing the baseball uh, around the world and starting – not that baseball isn't a very worldly sport as it is already – maybe that inspires the Red Sox into a run here down the stretch. I I think that's a hope that you can have because seeing that baseball sometimes is bigger, is some people's livelihood. It's a lot of people's livelihood. And, and it really, for, for us, for me and you just avid fans to me, it's a great part of my life. It's something I look forward to every day being able to watch the Yankees, no matter, you know, if they, they lose or win, it's, it's nice to be able to tune in or, or just watch some highlights, watch some home runs or some beautiful fielding plays. It's, it's a bright spot in, in my life. It's, it's something that I, I love. Obviously we, we have a podcast about it, so we love, we enjoy it. So maybe the Red Sox see the bigger picture after this weekend and, who knows that maybe that'll turn them around. Yeah. You know, I, I really hope we turn around. I, I think, uh, I think we need a quick turnaround here. I think you do as well, but that's why I just, <laughs> I just said that. And I think for our friendly wager's sake to remind the listeners, one of us will be posting a picture in the opposing um, person's uniform slash jersey. Uh, if the Red Sox don't make the playoffs, Beal, I hate to remind you, you will have to wear a Yankees shirt and post it on Instagram. And if I, if the Red Sox make the playoffs and make the wild card, I will be putting on most likely a Raphael Devers shirt or jersey or something and posting it on on Instagram. And, you know, I haven't made an Instagram post in probably like two years. I I don't know. I haven't made one in a long, long time. And I was thinking my next one would be when my girlfriend and I reach, reach a two year mark, meet, meet the thresh, the second year, you know, second centennial. Is that no, that's a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. We're not we're not gonna reach that, um, unless we both we both go to he- heaven and and we we still we still you know that seems get along pretty reasonable heaven. But th- that would be yeah. that's a long time. Let's away. Plan on it. Yeah. At the two year point, I was thinking about making making a nice post. So that would really hurt if that get if that post has to come in right before the other post that would really, really hurt. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. I'm sure you're hoping for the same. Me too. But Very much so. Getting into brighter things to talk about and things that we we don't have to talk about our own teams. Oh, and, wonderful. I cannot the, wait. The sorrows of our own teams. The last segment of today's podcast, if you stuck around to this point, is probably going to be the best topic about this this whole podcast and and us just complain rather us just complaining about our teams and dreading the way the wager we made 
the we're going to talk about the NL wild card race. We had a segment um, a week or two back. I think it's two weeks back at this point about the AL wild card and our predictions for the AL wild card. And I had I had taken the Twins, the Blue Jays, and the Mariners. And right now, the wild card sits at Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners. So I, I'm not too mad about it. You – Veal have taken the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Mariners. So, I I still I, I think we got a good race going there with our picks. Um, the only two teams that we have that aren't in the playoff picture are right in it. The Red Sox are six games out of the wild card, while the Twins are three and a half games out. So, our teams are still in it, and the season's definitely not over yet. But the AO wild cards is much more loaded with teams like the Orioles, White Sox still in it too. It's we were saying last week that it it is a it's a six team race for three spots. Now we get to the that leads me into the National League into today's topic. There's there's three spots as we know three wild card spots six teams in each in each conference. Um, in each league and not a conference. This isn't the NFL. NFL's on my mind. Fantasy football's right around the corner. But six teams, 12 teams total in the playoffs. And in the National League, for the three spots, there's really only four contenders. And maybe you can make a case for the San Francisco Giants who are playing decent baseball right now and sitting around 500. But right now, they're, they're six games out of the wild card. So if I count them out, then I'd be counting the Red Sox out. So they're still in it, but still a much less populated wild card race. So Beal, this will be, should be an easier decision for us to make and to predict. So I'll let you start this time around. Beal, what are your three teams from the NL that you see making the wild card race? Um, it, this, this is a tough one for me because I mean, it involves one of my favorite teams, and that's the Brewers. Um, Atlanta is a shoe-in for the wild card. They've been so good lately, and their offense is so potent that uh, there's very little you can do about them. Um, I think they're going to be a big contender going into the playoffs. And I mean, everyone's really watching out for the Mets and the Dodgers, but the Braves are coming in hot. They have 75 wins, and that's a crap ton of wins for a wild card team. So, uh yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, it's um, more wins than the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, it's it, pretty impressive what they've done so far. So um, I, I mean, want to point that out. Defending World Series champs, so do definitely do not look past the Braves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's facts. They've got a lot of heart, um, a lot of soul on that team, and a lot, a lot of power. Um, and they just locked up, like, everybody that they could. Austin Riley's on a giant contract now, so – um, I, they've got Acuna under team control, Matt Olson under, under team control. I think Max Freed, Ozzy, all these, like everybody. Yeah. Just Strider, their rookie. Yeah. I mean, they're yep. all under contract. They're for like Michael, at Michael least seven Harris. years. Yeah. yeah they're, they're on contract through like 2027 for the next yeah. five season. That's after this one. So it's crazy. Yeah. Pretty so, crazy yeah. to me how they accomplished to do that, but savvy moves by the Braves and, and yeah. well done. Truly well yeah. done. 
they're young and just getting better, so watch out for them. Um, Padres are in it by getting Juan Soto. I think that was the piece they needed, even though they have now lost to Tease for the rest of the year and into next year. I I think that the Padres have enough um, to to weasel their way into the playoffs. Josh Hader has been abysmal ever since he got to San Diego, but I, I honestly I don't see that lasting a very long time. I'm sure it's something like he's tipping pitches or uh, just dealing with some stamina issues. Uh, I know there's some underlying reason he's not just a bad pitcher. Uh, he's going to find his way, and he's pitched well in the playoffs before. So they have a potent bullpen, a really good starting rotation. Um, I like the Padres. The question for me is Phillies versus the Brewers. And I hate to say this because I love the Brewers, and I think they have an awesome rotation, but it's got to be the Phillies. Like Bryce Harper is coming back very soon. They – you know, they have Schwarber and Castellanos. They have dudes who can just absolutely rake. Um, yeah, Castellanos hasn't been amazing this year, but Schwarber is, I think, still leading the NL in homers, and Bryce Harper was incredible until he got hurt. Um, Aaron Nola has been pitching very well. Like, they just they have the right pieces. Um, people are healthy going into the playoffs, and – I just don't think that they're going to give up the lead that they have right now because the Brewers just don't have the offense to to kind of put themselves in the playoffs, even though their pitching is so good. Yeah, to me with the Brewers, they were more of a seller and buyer, getting rid of Hayter um, and moving him to the Padres, uh, which which looks like a pretty solid move for them right now. But Hayter's an right. excellent pitcher and, and still – was a weapon for that Brewers for that Brewers rotation in the back end. He could give you six outs at the end of a game while the, the Phillies on the other hand, they, they go out and they get David Robertson, one of the best relievers on the market right now. And they get Noah Syndergaard who is as writer under a four ERA and as a solid starting pitcher. And you know, the, the Phillies, they've, paid for Bryce Harper. They went out, they got Scherzer. This is a team that has a lot of momentum going right now. They're playing some of the best baseball since the all-star break in the entire league. And with a two game lead or or a game and a half lead already on the Brewers for that final wild card spot. I agree with you. I I don't think they're going to give it up to the Brewers, but what I think is really going to happen is the San Diego Padres are going to collapse they are going to collapse at the end of this year. I don't know why. They got Soto. They made the move for Hater, But without Tatis coming back and, and the bad mojo going on right there, I think the San Francisco Giants are about to make a run un- unseen by anybody in, in the entire league. They still have a great pitching staff. And I just think the Giants can do, do some damage. And they get to play games against the Padres. Their their last series of the their last series of the year is the Giants going to San Diego for three games. Imagine if the Giants are two games back of the Padres or game or game back of the Padres heading into that final series. I could definitely see that happening. I could see that being a storybook finish to the year for a wild card spot, and that would be pre postseason postseason baseball so i'm hoping for that 
and that's a long shot. I mean, you took a long shot in, in the Red Sox making a run to the wild card. I know that was two weeks ago, so it didn't seem as much of a long shot. But, you know, I'm taking the Giants, the Braves, and the Phillies here to make the wild card in the in the NL. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, that's uh, – I, I think the Giants are a really good go-to team right there. Um, they're well-coached. They have a good experience on the team and um, – just overall, like, good offense. Um, I really like that they didn't sell everything that they have. They they really didn't sell anything at all. But um, they could have dug into that rotation. They could have taken guys like Rodone and flipped them for a bunch of prospects. But, uh, I mean, they, they kind of kept the core together. And um, they – uh, they're going for the playoff run. I, I mean, that's what they said they're doing at the trade deadline. So uh, I trust them. And I mean, it's a team that like they, they have won a lot of games in a short amount of time before. And so giving the giants a month to take over a wild card spot. I mean, that's just benefiting them. I, I think they can do it. I think so too. I mean, they're six games out now, right now. And we'll check back in next week. But th- this team, savvy veterans, Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, Brendan Crawford, and, and young guys like Mike Jaskremski and, and Joey Bart, it's an exciting team, as, as you said, with Rodone leading that pick, pitching staff and guys like Alex Cobb throwing absolute gems on the mound. I could see this team. I could see this team somehow making a run into the playoffs, sneakily coming back and making a run to the playoffs. This next week is a big one for them. They got, they got two games against the Tigers and they got in a wit they're on the East coast for two games against the Tigers and three games against the twins. I think they got to win four of those games this week. The twins have been reeling, have not been great. And the Tigers are the Tigers. They're terrible. You have to win those two games and then you got to win this series against the twins. But then you come back home for three games against the Padres. That could just ju- put a juggernaut into this team for the for closing half of the season. So watch out for the for the Giants. That's that's my uh, that's my advice for the day, I guess. I like it. That's good advice. All right, Bill. Do you have anything to add before before I sign us out? Um, hmm. I think, I think I'm good. Uh, but uh, I mean, to Red Sox fans, keep your heads high. We've got, we've got a promising future ahead of us. We have good talent on the team. Um, do not worry. The Red Sox are the Red Sox. They will be back. Whatever happens this year, just try to enjoy it and, you know, watch some baseball. Don't get too frustrated. Uh, not every season is going to be a playoff run. And I know that's what we've come to expect. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll be back. We're going to be in those playoffs soon, so don't you worry. And as for our fans, as always, we love y'all. Enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. I sure did this weekend. I really didn't stop eating all weekend. I had an excellent weekend of eating – Fish, steak, 
I, I ate well this weekend um, with my family uh, in some, I had some cookouts, went out to eat. So enjoy your food because that, that brings me a lot of joy in my life. So I, I know it brings a lot of joy in a lot of people's lives. So make sure you eat good. And to sign us out, welcome Paul O'Neill, well-deserved, retiring your number, excellent, excellent Yankee, and a phenomenal broadcaster now. So keep up the good work. Mm-hmm.